High performers share so many of the same habits, like owning their work, taking initiative, honoring their commitments, and following through. And too many of us as high performers share this same habit as well. What is the most overlooked and maybe underutilized habit of high performers? Let's check it out today and learn what we can do about it. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast. Each week, this podcast gives mission-driven leaders principled and practical advice so that they can lead at their best. I'm your host, John Kidwell, and I am too often too guilty of not honoring this habit of high performance. What is the most overlooked habit of high performers? It is the habit of retreating. And I know the hair on your neck probably stood up just a little bit like mine. Like, no, we are taking the hill. We are leaders. We don't retreat. We continue to advance and to push forward. And I'm not talking about that type of retreat. Or you're sitting there thinking of like a spa retreat and we all need rest, but we're not talking about that type of retreat. We're talking about the type of retreat that prepares you to lead at your best and to continue to do this work for the long haul. Some of the fastest most high-performance athletes on the planet have a regular rhythm of retreat. Who are they? Those are race car drivers. So when I was 10 years old, my dad started taking me to the Indy 500, and they are fast, and they whip around. And it is, you know, 500 miles, which there, if I remember right, was something like 200 laps, all of it trying to be the one who crosses the finish line first. And they're moving at almost 200 miles an hour. So they are high performers. And here's the thing. While we're sitting there watching, what do we see all of those drivers doing? Well, they routinely make pit stops. And there are essentials for every single pit stop. There's fuel. I mean, even if it's just a top off, they've got to get their fuel. There's lubricant for the car. They're putting air in the tires. And they're giving the driver water and instructions, right? Somebody is talking into that headset. So why is that driver pitting? Well, it's because they need those things so that they can continue to run the race. And that makes sense. We all kind of get that. But then we're watching this race, right? And I was 11 or 12 years old. And all of a sudden, this guy who was in front, he was the leader. He peels off and nobody else peels off. And it was just like, why, why is this guy pitting, Dad? Like, he's absolutely crazy. Nobody else is doing it. And he said, yeah, you're right. There was an accident, and then they're this far in. But here's the thing. There's 25 laps to go, and this guy is getting off. Even though he was the leader of the race, he is getting off to get all of those things. Fuel, air, lubricant, instruction, water. Because they're going to make a sprint to the finish of the race, and they're going to try to win funny thing is the person who didn't pit they went for it and with less than five laps left they ran out of gas they had to pull off they were in the lead and this person that pulled off ahead of time retreated had the habit of saying i need to refuel myself to reset to make sure i get in there so i can run this race won the indy 500 that year it was amazing and it was a great lesson 
And for one, that is a fire, fire, ready, aim type of guy. And, and I don't always pull off like I need to. I have found uh, that this specific habit is one that precedes all of the other habits that we have and that we need as high performers. We need to have goals and we don't set good goals unless we stop to think about them. We need to be clear as leaders so that we can help communicate and lead people in the direction we need to go. And if we don't pull ourselves out of the race from time to time so that we can think about where we need to go, we won't be clear on that. This habit of retreat is the one that will set up all of the other habits that we need so that we can honor our commitments, so that we can own our work, so that we can you know, essentially de-escalate our emotions so that we are calm and collected when we get there. This habit helps us prioritize and execute on all the things that are most important for us as a leader. So what can we do to help ourselves build up this habit of retreat and continue to run the race long-term as high-performing leaders? Here are a couple things that we can do. Number one, we need to schedule it. Just like a pit stop, they have scheduled pit stops. Sometimes it gets abrupt and you got to take it right now, but we need to schedule it. And all of us know if it ain't on the calendar, it ain't getting done. So pull back right now. Look for how you're going to schedule out a retreat, whether it be the 15 to 30 minutes you need every single day to prioritize your tasks, to think about the problems that you faced yesterday and the ones that are coming today. Find that time. Schedule 15 to 30 minutes so that you start to put in a daily practice and then look out and what is that rhythm that you need as a leader? Where does it fit to do weekly, quarterly, annually retreats so that you can have the space to think strategically, to come up with ideas, to look at the problems that you face and just face and face so that you can spend time thinking about how do I come at it differently? Now, once we put it on the schedule and we have our time to retreat, we put in the system, if you will. That's the first step of putting in the system. We put in that system of scheduling the time. The next thing, the next step in that system is prepare for it. Think about that pit stop. When that driver comes off, these guys are trying to get this done in seconds, right? And our retreat doesn't have to be done in seconds. And we probably need a little bit more time than that. But they don't just wait for the driver to show up and then they are like, okay, I suppose we need air this time and we need fuel this time and water this time. No, how can we prepare for this habit of retreat so that we can use it most effectively? We prepare for it. Get yourself a journal and being able to write down every single day. What am I thinking about? What are some things that should be on my to-do list? What are some things that should be on my not to-do list? Having a journal, preparing, whether it's a weekly a quarterly or an annual retreat with what information do I need to read? Do I need to gather? Do I need to bring so that I can pay attention and be present when I am here so that this retreat really helps set up me running, speeding, being able to go fast once I get back out, right? So we schedule it, we prepare for it. And this next one, just Speaking for myself, this is one of the hardest ones about that habit of retreat is being present. When we retreat as a leader, we need to be present in that time. And if you're like me, it'll probably start out like this where you sit down and it's quiet or you got some ocean wave music going on. And all of a sudden, everything in your body starts to tell you, 
I need to go do something, whether whether it's you know make coffee or clean the coffee pot, or if you're sitting in your desk and all of a sudden it's all the different emails and all the mail that you could be doing, or the fact that you haven't sent thank you notes in a couple of weeks, whatever it is, your body's going to react and mine almost gets jittery. And I've really had to take the time to be present in it by writing out some of those things and being able to push them off to the side. Or in those longer retreats where it's a half day or a day long, just time to think and plan and prepare, just let that kind of pass through. Uh, calm yourself and get out of the day to day. Really just like that pit stop, pull yourself out of the race and pay attention to what is going on. Once we schedule it, we prepare for it, we are present in it, well, then, then we want to use it. And that's the last one is let's not do this retreat to not do anything with it. But that habit of retreat is really pulling back and pulling out so that we can jump back in so that we can run the race so that we are clear on our priorities so that we are able to come in having thought through the problems that we face. Maybe it's de-escalating our emotions so that we can come into one of those courageous conversations, but use that time, that practice, that refresh and that retreat so that you can come in fully aired up, gassed up, hydrated, ready to go and run the race. Now it's a habit and habits always start with us starting. It doesn't become a habit unless we start to work our way through it. So question for you, what do you need to do today so that you can start your practice of retreat tomorrow? What do you need to do today so that you can start the practice of retreat tomorrow? Take that first step, schedule it out, prepare for it, be present in it, and then use it so that you can lead at your best and run the race all the way through. All right. We are changing up the format of our podcast just a little bit. So that was a condensed version of what we used to do. And, and we're going to test this out. Shorter podcasts. We're also going to test out bringing guests on the podcast, doing only question podcasts. So we look forward to hearing from you about how you like the, the formats of the podcast. We're going to keep testing this to see what's best for you all. What is most helpful, most listened to, most enjoyed. So please share your feedback. And just as I said, we want to answer your questions. So please continue to send in questions to the podcast so that we can answer them right here with you uh, and, and give you some advice and some coaching and, and some thoughts on how you can apply or, you know, respond to whatever question you have. To send us a question, send it to podcast at leadwell.com or text me or leave me a voicemail at 832-895-1253. All right. Producer Matthew, we have time today in our adjusted format for one question. So what is our one question today? Absolutely. So one that has come up is, how do I help the leaders I lead to be better coaches? How do I help the leaders I lead to be better coaches? Great, great question. It starts with being a coach yourself. Remember, more is caught than taught. Right? They're going to see your style. Think about it. Think about every single one of us and leaders that we have that have been excellent that we've tried to emulate and those that we say, I do not want to be like that boss. I will do anything I can to stay away from being like that. So first things first, if you want to set up your leaders to be better coaches as leaders, start with 
yourself. Start with how well are you coaching? Figuring out what is your coaching style if you're more directive, if you're democratic, or if you're kind of the hands-off, more laissez-faire or delegating type. But figuring, figuring out your own style and starting to use coaching and then start to share the expectation. If you see that they're not being a coach, perhaps they're just they're just an assigner of tasks or people will come with questions and they're just spitting out answers, right? And you want to start to change that. One of the ways that you're going to help your leaders be a better coach is by sharing the expectations and giving feedback when you see that it's not done that way. So we're leading by example, we're setting expectations and sharing feedback. And then honestly, for me, the coach approach, uh, which was something that I was told, John, you'd be a lot better leader if you stopped giving so much advice. I had to learn what that was. So get your folks training on what does it look like to be leader as coach. Give them the tools, the ability to actively listen, the training to help them kind of sit back and guide someone through that discovery process of figuring out what's going on, how is this impacting my day-to-day, how do we build a plan around this? How do I stay accountable to this? So modeling it, sharing the expectation, giving feedback, getting them the training. And then when you see it and when they start to step into it, applaud them, praise them, celebrate them. Because that's going to be able, that's going to be the thing that brings it back, right? Positive reinforcement is going to positively reinforce your expectation of them leading as a coach. Hope that's helpful to you. Uh, Can't wait to hear how it goes. If you are one who is trying to get better leaders to be coaches, tell us how it's going and what's working for you. We would love to hear that. All right, my friends, I hope every single one of you can step out and step back, pull off the racetrack for just a little bit and retreat so that you can even more effectively lead at your best when you step back into the race. Can't wait to hear how it's going for you. Be well. Lead on, and God bless.